0: Y'all. welcome to fast cars and freedom your worst take network nascar podcast i'm sorry for the background noise somebody's eating a freaking candy bar right now uh i am your host stephanie joining me today are my boys matt and chris how's it going guys what's going on i love it I love Did it. You? who That's is that is that you chris i really I just moved my arm i hear like it sounds like a snickers wrapper there's be a
1: fat slob in the background. <laughs> uh, sn- I mean Snickers got
0: Snickers got top five this week. Uh, that's great. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm still battling Corona. So we we had to pause at the first take of starting this because we realized we forgot to name the episode. And we're episode thirteen and I think we decided on Casey Mears for this one. But I feel like there's a lot of notable drivers of the 13 that we just have to like give a little nod to real quick. And uh currently it's Ty Dillon is in the 13. Um, but we still actually haven't heard about Ty Dillon's future, have we?
1: Uh not that heard I haven't heard anything.
0: Yeah, I was thinking like the last thing I saw that Ty Dillon was saying, like, it's possible that he'll just go back to the Xfinity series and race full time there. Um Because 13 is the one that belongs to Jermaine Racing, right? And that's the one that Hamlin and Jordan bought. They bought Jermaine's car, did they not, to put Bubba in next year? I believe so. Yeah. So the 13's gone for now. Um, But, I mean, maybe. Who knows?
1: I, I did see some stuff on that earlier. Like, I guess everybody expected it to be the 23, but Jordan said he wants... Bubba Wallace to pick the number Because he doesn't want to be like that Deep affiliated to where he's just Oh it's Jordan's number Like he didn't want to hinder his progression as a driver
0: That actually makes sense I kind of like that
1: Which I thought was cool And I did see he was thinking about naming that team 23XI For 23 and 11 For Jordan and Hamlin That was
0: pretty pretty neat That is pretty cool I like that That would be super cool if that works out that way but, yeah, so we don't know what's happening to Ty Dillon, but he's a driver of the 13. Uh, who else did we say? Joe Nemechek. Uh
2: Jerry Nadeau.
0: Jerry Nadeau was in there.
2: Max Pappas.
0: And our personal favorite. hmm but, but you know how we like to, when we put it on Instagram, we put a picture of the driver beside their car f- to correlate to the episode. And the, the only reason I think this episode is not named after this driver's because we can't find a picture of the dude anywhere.
2: Absolutely none.
0: Nope. Eleven starts in the number thirteen in 1958 was that. what it is, it was like 24 for the average start and twentieth for the average finish. Yep. Yep. And his highest his highest finish was in was thirteenth at Bradford. And that is Peck Peckham. Greatest Peck name I've ever, ever heard, dude. What a name. It's, it's majestic. But if you Google Peck Peckham, it's literally just the river Peck in Peckham Park. You can't find a picture of him anywhere, Which makes me kind of sad. I feel like I'm actually going to dive a little bit deeper after this. and I'm going to find this guy. I'm going to find him. I'm going to learn all about him. Because that's just too cool of a name. So we were at Kansas this weekend. For all three. For real? <laughs> did you hear? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, yep. All right. Well, we were at Kansas this weekend. Um, Chuck series. I think, was it Sheldon Creed won the first two stages? And then Brett Moffat took it there at the end. But I felt so bad. Because Raphael Lessard ended up wrecking on lap like 38, I want to yeah. say.
2: Yeah, it was very early in the race when, when he went out, which was, you know, kind of tugged on the heart heartstrings a little bit. Seeing that car go up in flames.
0: Oh, it was so sad. So sad. And then it was like, it made me feel like maybe it's, maybe that one's our fault too. Because <laughs> oh. JGJ went out on what, like lap six or eight? At his very next race, after he talked to us. And then Lassard goes out before lap 40 at his next race.
2: Can we talk to Logano before Phoenix?
0: I'm so down, I don't think he talked to us, but we can try. (laughs) I'll reach out.
1: But at the same time, didn't Eddie D almost hit a hat trick that weekend?
0: He did. He did. I can't remember where Austin Hill finished the weekend after we talked to Eddie D, but... um, I know Justin Allgaier won both of his races that weekend. And then I want to say, Chase, where were we even at? Because Chase Chase was leading, I want to say, for a very long time that race. And then ended up finishing top three, I believe. Yeah, almost. So so I don't think it's all our fault.
1: There's got to be some good vibes there.
0: We just can only talk to spotters from now on. Unless we don't like the driver, then we can talk to the driver. Don't. I'm just kidding. Don't take that seriously if you're listening, drivers. <laughs> JK. Uh, except for Logano. Yeah. yeah. We'll get to Logano. So, yeah, the truck race happened. Oh. Congratulations to Brett Moffitt. He sealed his way into the round of four in their championship. That's pretty cool. Um, then we had the Xfinity race, also at Kansas. Um, I think the Xfinity... I honestly don't. I know I watched it. I watched both of them, but I because we're recording late. I think I've already just like brain dumped almost everything that happened this weekend.
2: I think I honestly watched the truck race just to see how Haley Deegan did and a not so good ride.
0: Oh, actually, you know what? Let's go back to that and talk about that. Haley Deegan got her first start in the truck series, and it was actually announced before she started that she had a full team full-time ride with DGR next season. So she's back next year. And honestly, I, I want to be a fan of Haley Deegan. There's some things that like her and her family have done that kind of like rub me the wrong way. And I feel like she's very arrogant.
1: Getting a full ride before you even take one lap is not going to help it either
0: no
2: yeah I, I, It's the marketing aspect that i 100%. believe has, has done that um she did get wins in the lower lower series and arca i never said she were. was bad
0: chris don't no, i never said no. she was bad no she
2: she likes controversy i think that's the thing cuz i don't think she's really had a clean win and no. every time anytime her name comes up there's usually it's usually minor than controversy and i don't think this is any different
0: and that's what it is for me is she's I don't know then that's but that's why I want to be a fan of her because she is good but like you could be good and not be an asshole you know what I mean I don't think I don't think Chase Elliott's an asshole I don't think William Byron's an asshole there's a lot of drivers I think have good character and I don't know I want to root for her we'll see We'll see, because she—I mean—zero practice, not in a truck this season. First time out at Kansas, and once she finished, like sixteenth.
2: Uh, yeah, I think so. I think she dropped as far as like all the way almost into the thirties or like high twenty-fifth, you know, past twenty-fifth. I know she went a lap, a lap down right before the end of the stage.
0: Yeah, but then she finished. She finished sixteenth, and that's impressive. That's very impressive because she, how many people did she beat? Johnny Sauter, Ben Rhodes, Spencer Boyd. She beat, oh, Ray (laughs) Cicerelli. I didn't know that guy was still in a truck. She beat Raphael, unfortunately, but that was because he had an accident. So, Tyler Ankrum, he was also taken out in that accident with uh, Raphael. So, she was, (laughs) I think it's impressive. I think it's impressive, but I wish she would like
2: tone it back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know.
2: know. Uh, You know, now you're in the top three series. There is a level of responsibility and accountability that you do have to maintain. We've seen high profile drivers get into the truck series and not handle the pressure pressure well. And they were gone by the end of that year. So uh, I don't think that's going to happen to her. I think she has a great marketing team behind her, and she does have the talent and the skill. So hopefully she can stay in the truck series, grow as a driver, and my only hope for her is to not get pushed uh, too far up too fast.
0: Yeah, I was super worried about that, and I honestly, I even, I even think that that's happening right now, but I think, I do think that she's capable of handling it. But if she only spends one year in the Truck Series and then she's into Xfinity and then the next thing you know she's in Cup or completely – I could see her even skipping Xfinity and going straight to Cup. Yeah. Just Just because it's easy to market her. It's easy to get fans for her. It's easy to sell merchandise and stuff for her. I hope she does well. I really do. And honestly, like even talking about her being cocky and some of the controversial stuff, isn't that why we like Kyle Bush? Well, that's why we love Kyle Bush. <laughs> right. So maybe I just got to look at her as the female Kyle Bush and not be bothered by it. I don't know. We'll see. But congratulations to her. I'm looking forward to seeing her in the, in trucks next year. I'm very excited about it. But yeah. So before Haley digging, Xfinity series. Um, I don't really, yeah, I don't really remember much of the Xfinity series. I just remember that Chase Briscoe won stage one, stage two, and the race again.
1: What I remember, granted, I didn't start watching until you had texted me.
0: Why did I text you?
1: Because of Al- oh, of pasta day. <sighs> Alfredo's yeah. wreck. Which was absolutely Alfredo's insane. Alfredo's wreck. But hats off to yeah. those guys for getting him back over at the softest, like flip back i've ever seen in my life
0: ever that was <laughs> i've seen it before but i don't know what i expected like the car just they gently just set it on I don't the think ground his
1: shocks even compress a millimeter like, i don't beautiful
0: perfect what a good team it was like that's what because you got your jackman and your all your t- wheel changers and stuff but you've got your emergency crew. That's like they finally get the call, and they're like, "All right, boys, this is what we've trained for all year," and nailed it. Oh yeah, nailed it. That was good. But yeah, Briscoe won. Alfredo's wreck was super scary, and it was. I've read this somewhere, but I mean, you know what? I never did. I never actually verified it. So now I'm going to go verify it. Um. Let me see. The race was, yeah, <laughs> the race was actually held on National Pasta Day in the U.S., October seventeenth.
2: Well, he certainly twirled That's around a little.
0: Oh, oh, were you were you thinking of that? This whole I had time? that set up. Is that that... Was, that was
2: locked and loaded in the chamber? Uh, regardless of how that crash happened, I think uh, three cars going down to the apron side by side was never going to be a good outcome for anybody yeah uh, no. No you know, prior, prior to the crash <laughs> so, I don't know what they were thinking I know everyone was trying to race for a position but uh three three cars going into one corner uh and everyone's was at the apron that was just never going to work yeah no but, uh, hats off, hats off to the, yeah hats off to the safety crew I'm glad you know he's okay uh it's probably one of the wildest wrecks we've seen I think since uh the COVID break Daytona. Yeah.
0: yep no well yeah that's that's the craziest we had somebody upside down flipping this year post-covid didn't we but i can't even remember who it was but it like in my i have a vague memory of someone flipping at some point i don't remember i'll remember it before next week's episode and i'll forget it before next week's episode so it is what it is but yeah uh that wreck was insane but briscoe man Briscoe said, "What did he say at the beginning of the season?" He said he needed. Did he say eight, eight wins, wins or nine yeah, he wins? He said he
2: needed eight wins to prove himself to move up to the next level.
0: And he got eight wins last weekend, and then his ninth this weekend, and now he's taken the fourteen at Stuart Haas from Clint Boyer. What a promotion! Right,
1: that's the most wins of I, any non-cup driver in a single season.
0: Insane. And I don't think he's done either.
2: I think that championship
0: is 100%. And I think Briscoe's winning at least, at least one more race before this season's over. But if you, if you won the final one, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. But kudos to that guy. Cause like, have y'all heard, have y'all seen his story? Like, he was like volunteering at racetracks and like, doing all kinds of stuff just to be there and try to get people to notice him and trying to like just come in working for free with teams and stuff just so he could like be a part of it. And then he finally got his cup ride or his Xfinity ride or whatever. And and now he's, now he's on to the cup series. I think that's awesome. It'll be exciting, especially in Stuart Haas equipment, the way they've done this season to see Briscoe's talent behind one of those, behind the wheel of one of those cars. I think that'll be awesome.
2: That's gonna be that's gonna be a real while. I can't wait till next season. I know we're in the seasons playoffs, but I, I can't wait till next season.
0: Yeah. Me too. Um yeah. Like I can't wait for every weekend that happens, but I know that it's almost over. And like at this point, there's only so much that these drivers can do, and there's only so many of them left in there that it's like, I just want a fresh restart now. And I want everything to start all over at the five hundred and I want I want to see how well my driver can do from there and how well the rest of the season goes. And I mean, but we do get the same aero package next year, so we could be dealing with another Harvick Hamlin show. Who knows?
1: Not if KFB gets his practices. This is
2: true. This is very You're true. You're not wrong.
0: You're not wrong. So, yeah, congratulations to Chase, Chase Briscoe. Congratulations to uh, him joining the guys over at Stuart Haas next season. That will be really exciting to see. Um, and then we had the cup race at Kansas, (laughs) uh, and that started with Chase had the pole from his Roval win, right? Yeah. Chase had the pole from his Roval win, and then he ends up winning stage one, Hamlin takes stage two, and Logano wins the race. How do y'all feel about that?
2: The, the racing, the restarts with this package are amazing the race tends to be good maybe 15 laps after restart and to see if we had to go all the way to forward to the end of the race i think this is where a lot of people get frustrated with this package Uh, and the thing that they call the balloon effect where kevin harvick was clearly the faster car and i think behind i forgot who was behind him uh whoever was third they were faster than Logano too, and it took Kevin Harvick 15 laps just to keep sitting right behind uh, Joey Logano. And as soon as he got to that like very specific point, Logano would get a good push going into the corner, and that just sent him, you know, sailing away. And then Kevin Harvick would chase him down one more time, and then eventually third place. I forgot who it was. Um,
0: Alex Bowman. Yeah,
2: Bowman. Bowman almost won that race if those two were actually able to battle and get side by side. And I think that's really yeah. why people complain about this package so much, because it just becomes this game of uh push, pass, push, pass again. And it's just that, that bubble that bubble effect.
0: I think I think Harvick, Bowman, and Elliot had the best cars. And I think Elliot's I think Elliot not being able to because eventually he was able to hear his crew chief, but he never got the communication fixed with his spotter. So I think like Chase being up, because even in the beginning, Chase could barely even communicate with his crew chief. Because y'all remember at one point they were sitting there telling him that they would shake his sign on pit road to let him know that he needed to pit the next lap. Could you imagine being a driver running at 180 miles an hour? And then you have to watch for your pit sign on pit road every single lap to see if you're going to pit or not.
2: That's a bit old school.
0: Right. This ain't old school, girl. So you're at a disadvantage.
2: Definitely.
0: (laughs) With the rest of the field is doing it fine. But when you're doing it by yourself, that is such a huge disadvantage. And that's like, I think in the very beginning, Chase had an amazing car. And then he never was able to hear from his spotter. I think the day just went away from him. But I think to be able to finish six is still somewhat promising for him and his team. Like he's only eight below the cut line. He still would have been above had Ligano not won the race. Um, but that's, that sucks for him. And then another driver who got screwed this week was Kurt Busch, whose engine blew out of nowhere. That was, well, not out of nowhere. That was
2: was nuclear.
0: It was. It was. It's funny because I remember hearing him say he was having engine issues and I looked at Matt and I said, that engine's about to blow. And then like two laps later, there it goes. It's like, that sucks. That sucks because he... He fought so hard this season, I feel like, to be in there and then getting that win at Vegas was such a moment for him and his team. And then to have this happen in the very first uh, race of the sec- the what third round. We're in the third round now, right? Yeah. I think that just sucks for him and his crew. MTJ had issues too, didn't he?
2: I think he did uh, early or like the middle part of the
0: race. I can't remember what they were. But I'm pretty sure I remember him being on pit road and having an issue. Um, Not sure. I think the weird thing for
2: me is we've gotten so used to the reliability of these cars that, you know, 10 years ago, we used to see engine issues, you know, cars just blow up all the time. Um, And now you don't see it anymore. Like all the engines, all the cars, they have like such reliability, you know, uh, with the cars now. So seeing Kurt Busch's car blow up like that was kind of like a shocker, I think, to a lot of people.
0: I think well, the last time we were really seeing all these engine issues was when Clint Boyer was iRacing. This is true. Yeah, he was blowing that mess every single day.
2: Didn't Hamlin kinda uh start his choking process. I submitted his application for <laughs> choke of the season.
0: That's right. He was he was he was up there with Chase for a while in stage one and then he won stage two and then we didn't really hear from him again after that. He
2: uh, decided that he wanted to race his teammate a little bit harder. So uh, Kyle Bush was right behind him. And Danny got a little tight right off the corner and slapped the right side of the uh, car with, uh, to, into the wall. And yep. I think a couple laps later, he said his, he had a flat tire going down, so he had to go pit. And um, it's, it's, it's almost like writing on the wall. It's it's like classic Denny Hamlin, where he just puts people. If you're a Danny Hamlin fan, a fan, he just puts you in this like suspense for the whole rest of that round because you don't know if he's going to choke it. Um, even when last year in the championship, he was looking good, looked like he was going to win that championship, and then he had uh, the pit problem where they put too much tape like all over the car, and they had to come back down and yeah. you know take it off. So um, hopefully, uh, and for personally for me, I, I want to see him make it. He's already dominated enough of the season to earn a spot in the final round in my, in my opinion. But, you know, if he chokes it, uh, I don't think he can really get away from that shadow.
0: No, honest. At this point, like chase Elliott could win a race. Uh, Alex Bowman, MTJ, Kurt Busch, two of those guys could win a race and now they're in, and there's only a spot left for one more person. So Harvick and Hanlon who have dominated all season can be knocked out just like that. And, I honestly, like out of all those, out of Harvick and Hamlin, I see it happening to Hamlin before I see it happening to Harvick. Just because I think Harvick's had just a a way better season. I mean, like on paper, he has nine wins. Hamlin only has seven. but And Hamlin's got uh, ten stage wins to Harvick's seven. But I don't know. I I think Harvick's had
2: more top threes, right?
0: I think he has. And I know he's led more laps. I think we discussed this earlier. He's just an easier person to believe in for me than Denny Hamlin is. Same with Logano and Kazowski, but I don't know even why I was surprised about Logano for real. Because Logano really hasn't done much since pre-COVID. But this is Logano's MO. He will he will do enough to make it to the playoffs. And then he shows up right before the round of four and makes it in there.
1: And then Martinsville, man, I anything can happen at Martinsville. You can't
0: count anybody
1: out. That
0: that's being the joke. last
1: race between or before the finale, like anybody's got the shot of winning it.
0: And a lot of these guys are really good at Martinsville too. And what MTJ's our most recent Martinsville winner, isn't he? I think was that MTJ. I think so, yeah. Yeah, because that's when they did the light show, in there. So yeah,
2: is that going to be a night race too?
0: I think so. I hope so, because I'm so sick of football on a Sunday. <laughs> or, not football. <laughs> I'm so sick of NASCAR on Sunday. Let's see. It, no, it says I 12. think Martinsville's
2: like a four-hour race anyhow, because it's just not to let people get wrecked out.
0: Martinsville's at 12-hour time, which is 11 your time. So, it's a day race. Super cool. Actually, you know what? I think I... I don't even think my football team plays that Sunday. So I, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Because I think mine and Matt's team are, what are we, Monday or Thursday? Or We're Thursday, aren't we, Matt? Oh, I believe that is the
1: Thursday game.
0: That would be perfect. Then I don't have to battle. Because then we were talking about well, what are we going to do on Sunday because we don't have football. So we got Martinsville. That'll work. Yeah, no, I think, I think anybody can still do it at this point. Um, I think it would be... After everything that Hamlin and Harvick have done this season, I think it would be sad for them not to make it into the round of four.
1: And not Um, to mention, if one of them doesn't win it, all the backlash that's going to come back from.
0: The point system. Yep. Yep, you're not wrong. Which I like. 100%. I actually like the point system.
1: Which we've talked about that several times too because, I mean, this season would already be over.
0: Exactly. Oh, we have. We have talked about this on the show. Yeah, it, yeah, season would already be done. So what's the point of watching it anymore? I don't know.
2: It's it's so it's such a polarizing concept because you know you you have guys that should should be winning a championship and they don't, and then you have like the Matt Crafton situation where he didn't win a single race. I don't even know if he won the Homestead race. I think he.
0: I think, yeah I don't think he won the
2: homestead race and it's still because he was the like last car out there in front of everybody he ended up being a champion yeah and it's you know it's kind of bizarre that you know no you know think about it I you can kind of try to figure out your own like what if situation but the whole thing of the playoffs is to keep viewers watching I remember like Jeff Gordon has you know locked up the championship you know with plenty of races to go and I don't think. If that was if that was happening today, people would just turn off the rest of the season.
0: Yeah. Especially
1: with football on.
0: Oh yeah. Right? Because I think viewership's already gone down a little bit, I I am sure, since football started. But we're still watching because we're still in the playoffs and it's just but that's that's a football saying too, any given Sunday. You know what I mean? And that's exactly what NASCAR is, and I love that. Like, this is I, I think it's – I like that they narrow it down to four guys. The four guys who, like, I think – I don't know. I think it's fair. If you win, you're in. I like that. And then we get our round of 12 and we knock four out. And that sucks, especially for, like, for some people. But it's especially for, like, Blaney who got put in a hole at the before the first race even started of the first round. Like, that sucks for guys like that. But Kurt Busch blew an engine last week. And he can still do this. He can still make it to the round of four. He can still win a championship. It's still possible. And I like that. Because honestly, like, if e- even if like the we didn't do it the way we used to, where we already knew who was going to win the season before the playoffs even started or the championship before the playoffs even started, what's keeping those other drivers, other than sponsorship and money, though, from Trying as hard as they are if they don't have a chance to make it in, you know? Like, obviously, they're going to try. But I don't think they go as hard if there's no chance of them making it in.
1: No, I agree. I'm with you on that. I get it. You got bills to pay, but you can pay your bills coming in the last place.
2: Right. Definitely.
0: (sighs) I don't know.
1: But since we're talking about this, so maybe you guys can clarify this for me and explain it. Because the whole stages and whatnot.
0: You're about to send Chris on a rant.
2: (laughs) Maybe, but uh, fire away.
1: You guys, I watched (laughs) way back when before all this was a thing and whatnot. So I
0: did too. I just I didn't take the break in the middle, so I learned going along with it. Gotcha. You took a break.
1: Going into Phoenix, highest man wins uh um, how, do, how, do, well, how does that work when there's there's when, four drivers out there when it's the
2: final race it's whoever comes uh first out of yeah. all those guys it, whoever
1: can, just finishes the highest all
2: four of them can literally crash out but if someone can get that car back together that, that that's gonna be the winner and back on the they track. can finish 25th yep. for, for you know all intents and purposes but uh that's that's kind of how it is i me i kind of wish that points like playoff points weren't so crucial as whereas you know, ten for each each stage. I kind of wish it was you know, um, a little bit smaller portion or it didn't matter that much as opposed to winning the race, uh, where you still kind of have being the leader. You still kind of have a cushion going into the final race where people do have to beat you. Um, but I don't want it to be like uh, where you have to do a starting park. And that's like, that's my yeah. only kind of like gripe towards the whole playoff system is you can have a season like Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin and make it to the final stage and then get beat by somebody that has not won a race, let alone uh, was, you know, not really like a top five driver just because they have made it past everyone else and everyone else had like, you know, misfortune, but. To, to answer your question, if you're the first out of the four, four drivers and you're winning the race, it doesn't matter what place
0: you come in. I think I I agree with you and then I don't agree with you because, yes, it is very possible for a guy to make it to the round of four who's never won a race. But with the caliber of drivers that we have right now, it's not really happening. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's one of those things that's possible but it's one of those things that we haven't seen recently as much as... I don't know.
1: I feel like it would be I, hard I, to point in at this level.
0: Right. That's Yeah. I think so, too. Like, I mean, you've got the drivers who, who sit there and play strategy and they just want a stage and they got 10 points off of that. But that's not going to erase all their 25 and below finishes for the season. That's not getting them into the playoffs or... You have the one off Cole Custer who won his first race this year, but Cole Custer was out at the round of 12. So dude didn't make it that far in where Blaney, I actually thought did better than him, Kurt Bush, honestly. And Austin Dillon this season just had such a round of bad luck this year. I think Blaney deserved to be up there, but that's how it works, you know? Yeah. But right now, I mean, we've got Logano, Harvick, Hamlin, Keslowski, Chase, Bowman, Truex, and Kurt Busch. Honestly, those guys all deserve to be here.
2: Yeah, I concur. I agree. I'm not going to dispute that. <laughs> I just wish somebody's engine didn't blow up because I was hoping they would uh show out in their last couple of races.
0: That would have been cool. But here's the thing: is it's not it's not over. No, it's not. He could go. He could go win Texas. He can go win Martinsville. Him and his brother are two of the best at short tracks, so he can go win Martinsville and make his way in. And wouldn't that be a Cinderella story, man?
2: Do you think his brother's gonna let him by, or you think he's just gonna turn him?
0: I don't think he's gonna turn him, but I don't think he's gonna let him by either. I don't think he'd turn his own brother. I well, I don't. I don't know. I don't know Kf,
2: KFB is. I don't think. I don't think he lets anybody get a free pass on them.
1: Yeah, which blows my mind too. Like, if that's my brother out there, dude, I'm gonna do everything I can to get him up there and help him out, regardless if we're on a team or not. Like that's 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 my blood. But he also hasn't right. won a lot of race
2: this year. So how hungry is he?
1: Yeah, well, what's his one one race mean? Oh, to him, but,
2: everything. but
0: at the same time, and at the same time, he cannot let Kirk put, pass him. And Kyle wins the race. Kurt comes in second, and Kurt depending on points, could – I don't see it happening points-wise at this point. Because Kurt's what? Kurt's like 70-something below the line now? Mid-70s. Honestly, like everyone but Chase is kind of – because Keselowski's only eight above the line. Chase is only eight below the line. Then you're 27 below, 31 below, 73 below. Like I think for Bowman, MTJ, and Kurt – Those guys pretty much got to win. So I think that's actually part of what's going to make Texas somewhat interesting because I think Texas can be a pretty boring track for me. Well, it is now, now with
2: that new configuration.
0: Exactly. So I think those guys basically having to win to make it into the next round, I think that'll make Texas a little bit more interesting because you don't want to leave your fate up to the paperclip, you know? Or I wouldn't, anyways. I wouldn't want to be like, well, as long as we get like a solid top ten here at Texas, we can go win at Martinsville. No, Martinsville's Martinsville can be insane.
2: You're probably yeah. going to see some crazy pit strategies uh, during the Texas race that normally just it's absolutely insane for them to you know stay out of whole tires at that track. Texas tire wear is not good for any of these cars. It never has been. It probably never will be. And you'll probably see somebody just try to stay out and just hope that there's a caution during the, uh, the restart just so they can stay out in front.
0: Yeah. I'm excited. I mean, I hope Texas is better than it's been. And I think Texas is starting like one thirty here this weekend as opposed to where it's like it's been 12.30 every weekend. So we'll almost finish our football games before – at least the East Coast games before the race starts. Because I'm so sick of trying to watch football and NASCAR at the same time. You just got to do it side by side. I do. We do.
1: Every we, TV's got something on it. Plus our laptop. <laughs> plus the old lady's computer. Like,
0: Yeah. We have at least four different things happening. And at one point I had my cell phone out watching football on my cell phone.
1: It turns oh, into wow. a sports bar here.
0: On Sundays. Literally. Yep. Which maybe we should start selling tickets. Swear. No, because I feel like, I mean, I feel like, well, not if people don't know, (laughs) but I feel like if we sold tickets within an hour, especially if our teams were playing each other, within an hour, everybody's leaving because they think we're going to kill each other. (laughs) Or someone, I don't know. Because we're screaming when nobody's actually angry. It's just sports. That's why we rely on the neighbors to call the cops. <laughs> I'm so – I'm not playing right. Ugh, I totally missed that you said that. Yeah. Thanks, Courtney. <laughs> um, so, I don't even know how I feel about sports right now. Kansas. Kansas was okay. Carolina lost this weekend. The Atlanta Braves lost this weekend. And I'm just sad. And I don't really want to watch any sports. So I didn't watch football last night. I didn't watch. That's not true. I started to watch the Chiefs game um, while I was waiting for swing shift to do turnover. And then as soon as turnover was done, I bounced and did not watch football again.
2: You didn't watch that so drama called the Cow- Dallas Cowboys? Um, Jack
0: Prescott's heard there is zero point in watching the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, you can watch the Dallas Cowboys fans. What happened with the fans? Oh my
2: gosh. They just, they stopped playing the game. They just start shooting cameras at the fans. It's just people crying. Uh, what? No. Oh yeah. Uh, they actually what? <laughs> some fan got mad and actually knocked the dude on the, like, and they were in the upper bowl and knocked the dude all the way down to the bottom.
0: Get out. It was, uh, it was wild out there. That's insane. I did hear that Zeke that Zeke pretty much quit, but I didn't you know I probably recorded it. I think my phone or I think my TV records every football game that comes on, so I might just go back and watch the last quarter or so. I think
2: Dana White's going to host a USC event at Jerry World.
0: <laughs> That's funny. <coughs> you know what? It's funny when you mentioned the guy at the top of the bowl. Have either of you ever been to Charlotte Motor Speedway or Lowe's Motor Speedway? Uh,
2: no, I have not.
0: Okay, so the first year I went, they used to have, I don't think they do anymore. I didn't notice them last time I was there. But they used to have stands that would come, would start right before turn two and would finish somewhat like halfway down the back straightaway. And so my first race ever, we were sitting in turn two, and it was back when Charlotte did the night race in October. And um, then my second time there, well, I don't know, there were a million times I sat in normal seats, right? Well, one time I was stationed at Seymour Johnson, and they were giving away tickets to the military. So I was like, I was like, there were so many people in my shop that had never been to um, a NASCAR race and they gave us like 10 tickets so i was like we're all going like what are you doing you're going to freaking love this i promise you i took a lot of friends with me and they did they actually absolutely loved nascar and now they i think most of them still watch nascar now but to that one with the free seats they had us up in like a balcony kind of thing yeah and i don't like heights i don't mess with heights Which is funny because we work on airplanes and sometimes we're on top of them. And I used to hate that. It was really hard for me the first time. Um, But I don't mess with heights. And we were were probably 15, 20 rows up in this. And it's such a sharp incline that it looked like I was afraid to drink beer because I was like, what if I get like a good buzz and I trip and I fall? And then I'm like, and then there's no big railing either. So I'm like, I could just fly over this thing and end up like close to the track. I was terrified. Well, that actually happened. Not to me, but to another guy there. We were sitting there in the stands. It was me and my friend B, who was having the time of her life. And we see this this dude trip and he tumbles. He starts tumbling over people and he's headed for this railing. But I think he got stopped like four rows before the railing because he hit some massive guy in the back and landed on him. That dude was obviously super angry. But then, like, as soon as he stood up and he was okay, the the stands erupted in cheers and people started tossing him beers and he was <laughs> shotgunning them and crushing them on his forehead and stuff. It was amazing. That's just
1: another Sunday at the track. That was, it's, yeah,
0: right? it
2: really is. That's That's a great story. Oh, my gosh.
0: Yeah. The guy he landed on, though, was super angry, and we were like, dude, chill out. Did it ruin your night? Like, are you not having fun? You're at a NASCAR race. Come on. It was awesome. It was scary for a minute because that dude was just rolling, though. I was like, he's going over the edge. He's going over.
1: I think that's 100% the best way to win any of your friends over into the NASCAR sport is by taking them to a
2: live race.
0: 100%. It doesn't even
1: matter what track it is
2: it's it's, a, dip, it, it's so. a different experience than sitting there having somebody come over or you guys go to the sports bar and you look at the TV and you see the cars go around track. it's, it's a completely different different experience um, I always tell people like go to more than one sit in different areas if you can yeah you know sit down low next to the next to the fence sit up top so you can actually see the rest of the track uh, you know sit sit in the corner and see like how you know the car is handled it's a great experience. Uh, no matter where you sit. I don't think there's ever a bad seat in a, in a NASCAR track, or any track for that
0: matter. I haven't been to one that was bad yet. As long, well, that one was terrifying. As long as
1: I can see, hear, and smell the race, I'm I'm right?
0: golden. 100%. I think every time I've been to a repeat track, I've always sat somewhere different. But I like to, when I take people who've never been, get them a little bit closer, so they feel the wind when they pass by, and they might get hit, hit with a little piece of rubber and have to wear uh, earplugs because they'll be deaf the next day.
1: That's why, like, when you, as soon as you get there, like, it starts. Just don't leave the fence. Just stand down there the whole time.
0: Security pre COVID. Security always gives
1: you one warning. <laughs> Back in the day, right? sir, we you, you know find your seat. <laughs> All right, I'll get I'll get there in a minute. And you're good. Just yep. wait from the pass. At least half the field to pass, then you go to your seat.
0: 100 yeah i don't know
1: how it is nowadays because i mean it seems like every time me and steph try to go to a race they say they're selling tickets and then they're not selling tickets so that's yeah, pretty we can't go to pretty phoenix. frustrating did um, we
0: tell you that chris i know you guys did not yeah the the only tickets we could find for sale for phoenix were for 2021 oh that's
2: rough
1: i'll make sure to take yep. pictures for you guys um but I do... I don't want him. Chris has been there a couple times. He can just slide him this way.
0: That's what I'm saying. You've experienced this before. We never have. Be a friend or you're kicked off the podcast. <laughs> Whoa, this is called strongbar in here. I'm
2: being, I'm being extortion over a podcast.
0: Uh,
1: Oh, that's funny. No,
2: but for real. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> We're not playing. This
2: must be this must be what it feels like the work for shoulders. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, oh my! Oh, okay. So congratulations to Joey Logano, uh, Chase for Stage One, and Hamlet for Stage Two, round of four. Uh, we got three more spots left, two more races to go, but Kyle Larson was reinstated.
2: That's great. I did see that. I mean, he's not reinstated until twenty twenty one, but
0: but he was reinstated.
2: Yeah.
1: And then he's gotta do like I don't wanna call it like community service because that just sounds bad, but he has a lot of obligations all the way through twenty twenty three.
0: Where is he going?
2: That's what I want. Most know. yeah, most sources say Hendrick uh with the rebranded five car. Which it makes sense, but I do feel like that's an upgrade for You know, some it's
0: it's an upgrade from the forty two, right?
2: And you know, so how
0: do you leave? How do you leave on a mid tier team and come back with a top tier team? I after it's
2: it's the greatest uh,
1: heist, I guess, especially (laughs) after said controversy. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm not in love with it. We but we just talked about this last week. I think it would be cool for him to end up on the forty three instead. But the rumor, actually, right now is that Eric Jones is going to the 43, which I don't like. I want Eric Jones at Hendrick and Larson in the 43.
1: I feel like Jones deserves a better car than that 43. That's just my opinion. Based off I think, of what we've yeah. seen this season, I feel like he could do a lot better elsewhere. Yeah,
0: I yeah. agree. I don't know. I do think it's cool that Larson came back. I do think that he deserves a ride back. The rumor is Hendrick. We don't know that for certain yet. So maybe we just wait. Um, But uh, it's been a lot of rumor that he's going to the five and a lot of rumor that Eric Jones is finalizing his deal with RPM right now. So
2: by the time this podcast comes out, all those answers will probably all those questions will probably be answered.
0: You know what's so funny is I actually thought of that yesterday because normally we record on Monday and the Larson News actually did make it out before, but the Briscoe News was today and it's like we always miss something when we record on Monday.
1: 100%. There's so many moving parts of the season, especially down here towards the end of it. Every day is something new.
0: Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I'm super excited for next season though. I'm super excited for next season in all um divisions for real. And it's like, well, even with Lassard, even like even though he wrecked, and I hate that, he was still running top ten for most of those laps when he wrecked. So he had a good truck. He did tell us during the interview though that this was he was he had a brand new package for Kansas that he had never Ran in before, so that probably has a lot to do with him getting loose and stuff, and like his rear end just came out from behind him. Um, but Lassard Lessard was doing great for a while, so that's awesome. I'm really excited to see Deegan in in the Truck Series next year, and I'm excited to see. I'm honestly I'm excited for Noah Gregson next season. I think Noah Gregson's going to have a really good year next year at junior Motorsports, And then for Briscoe to be in the 14 to have Kyle Larson back, Eric Jones on a new team, Bubba Hamlin and Jordan's team. Like there's so much happening next year. How many crashes do you think
2: Gregson's going to get next year?
0: Double. No, I mean, that, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, that man knows how to tear up some rides. He does. He does, but he also knows how to drive. So, I like it. He's him. gonna be one of those
2: hit and miss guys, isn't
0: he? He's a character, man. He's a Kyle Bush. He's a a Harvick. He's a he's a character, and I'm very excited. He reminds me a lot of he he he's like a mix of Tony Stewart and um, shoot, who was I gonna say? I don't even. Dang it! I had the perfect <laughs> Clint Boyer. He's like a mix of Tony Stewart and Clint Boyer to me. He's the funny of Clint Boyer, but the arrogance, cockiness, and the good driving of Tony Stewart. So like put them together. It's, I think it's perfect. I like them. I like him. (laughs) I'm excited to see him next year at JRM though. I think he'll do great. I think he'll have a better year and he's just fun to watch. Um, But, yeah, so we're on to Texas. We've got one driver locked in, Joey Logano. Um, Harvick, Hamlin, and Keslowski are all above the line right now. Chase, uh, MTJ, Bowman, and um, Kurt are below the line. So who makes it in at Texas?
2: Oh, man. Chase. Chase is definitely making it in
1: you really had to think that long for that
2: well it's gonna be rough because you know he already had trouble this you know last week you don't want you don't want, you don't want double jeopardy happening but pretty much I want chase to get in I also feel like something something in the universe is going to go against him sadly and it's going to come down to a Martinsville type you know situation where people are just gonna start have to take each other out to get that win. Um, but I, I, don't know Texas is going to be a weird race to see. i really, I really do not know who I can go for besides chase winning that.
0: Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was actually talking to Matt about it because Matt's picked three of the drivers who have won. Now I almost had three this weekend with Harvick. You have zero I I choose
2: terrible, terrible things.
0: So I'm going to need you to not choose chase. Um, but. I was I was talking to Matt about it. The only two that I've gotten right are when I actually picked Chase, though. So, I'm I'm going with Chase also.
2: Well, to be fair, I have doubled down on Kyle Bush, I think three times so far since being on this podcast.
0: I think I did too, though. I well th- in the beginning, before you came on with D, I think I picked KFB quite a few times, and it just never happened. Yeah, I'm so I'm sure done. We've
1: all picked KFB at some point.
0: One hundred percent.
1: Obviously, it's not working out for this man. We'll see you. Ne- no. See you next year. Just see you in twenty
0: twenty one. KFB.
2: I know who's going to win Texas.
0: That's sound- how. Did you hear that? Matt popping that that beer can was a perfect. Salute. It was like a. It was like <laughs> that's what it sounded like. See you next. See you next year. KFB. <laughs> I think. I think I. Pour one out for him, Matt. Yeah, that's for the am Hell yeah.
1: I mean, I hate to see it, but at this point, like I've, I've kind of lost hope.
0: Rip.
2: Yep. We we do have somebody that we I think could win Texas. No. His name is Peck Peckham. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes.
0: Oh, we got to find that guy and like, oh, you know what? I want to do that. That could might... be one of our off-season episodes. Just like the. Most unknown drivers in NASCAR history, and Peck Peckham's one of them.
1: I say we start the rumor that Peck Peckham's coming to the 88 for Hendrick.
0: Um, It's Ooh. not possible, but we could.
1: Yeah. You could throw anything on Twitter and people will run with it.
0: Oh, yeah. You're not wrong. So, we'll go ahead and wrap this up. I got chased. Chris has got chased. Did you say who you're going with, Matt?
1: That's going to make it in? Yeah. I 100% think Chase is going to make it in. Do I think he's going to win? No.
0: Okay, who's making it in at Texas?
1: Oh, well, Chase is making it in for sure.
0: But the only guarantee really is a win.
1: I mean, eight points ain't that much to make up.
0: Right, but then you still have Martinsville afterwards where he could wreck out and be knocked out there. Fair. So I'm saying who so, solidifies this weekend at Texas?
1: So we are picking winners. Yes. Then I'm going to go with Kurt.
0: Dang. I like it.
1: I'm going to go That's with Kurt. A I, I, like, I like an underdog story.
0: <laughs> uh, I like that. I like Kurt. That would be a super cool top four. Minus Logano. But like Chase, Kurt. Uh, who else is in there? Bowman, MTJ. Like the guys you didn't see.
2: If Kurt wins that race, he's just gonna be shooting off those pistols all night long.
0: All night with monster well, he's gonna be so jacked up on monster. He's he'll have the energy.
2: Right. He'll probably do the same thing where he just jumps on his crew.
0: Right. He'll run out of he'll run out of bullets before he runs out of energy. Oh yeah. Um all right. So to wrap it up, guys, what was your greatest take, worst take, and what would you change about Kansas? I think you can go first, Matt.
2: Um,
1: I was not a huge fan of Kansas, to be honest with you. Not at all. And it might have a lot to do with the aero package, like you were saying, Chris. So, yeah. Change everything. Keep nothing. <laughs> and we'll see you next year.
0: Chris?
2: Uh, worst take was definitely the package itself at Kansas. I think Kansas is probably one of the best mile-and-a-half tracks that isn't part of uh, I guess what you would call the big three, you know, Lowe's, Texas, and Atlanta. So it offers a lot of, officer, offers a lot of grooves, but I think just the package just, it did not make the product well this weekend. Yeah. Uh, so that'd be my worst take. The best take uh, for me, oh man, I don't, I don't know, probably Kyle Busch getting the top five. That's just, you know, I want to see him do well. Uh, what would that change? Mm, that package, that package is, terrible
0: and we get it one more year too oh
2: yeah double dose
0: yep um i i actually completely agree with both of y'all at the package package is trash but i mean we've seen it at most mile and a half this year so it wasn't surprising and it's exactly what i expected from a kansas race um i think it just the timing of it is the only thing that made it slightly interesting because there were guys battling because we're in the playoffs. But what I'm gonna change is always what I want to change during football season. I want a Saturday race. I want a Saturday day race or a Saturday night race. I don't really care. I just want it on Saturday. Um my greatest take I don't even know if I have one. Honestly, um probably I don't
2: have better better radios.
0: I mean that would be a change, I think. Chase doing as well as he did with with his issues would probably be my greatest take. Harvick up there battling and actually coming back. But as he started to fall off in the beginning, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Hamlin was actually... We, we talked about it earlier. Hamlin um, Hamlin was like... He started to choke. He ended up a few laps back at one point, And they ended up driving back up to 16th, which wasn't amazing, but... Didn't kill his playoff hopes, you know. So, Hamlin did great. I don't know. Kansas is Kansas. is Kansas. That's all I got. So, what was this episode? This was episode... Casey Mears? Casey Nears? Mears, yep. Casey Mears. All right, guys. That's been episode 13, Casey Mears. We are on social media at NASCARWTN on Instagram and Twitter. And we're on Facebook at Fast Cars and Freedom. And if you have any questions or a topic you'd like to hear discussed on the show, we are at FastCarsAndFreedomWTN at gmail.com.
1: And if you guys aren't following by now, now's a good time. Like, subscribe, depending on whatever platform you guys listen on. Leave a comment, a rate, whatever. Just give us that feedback, and we'll try to get the content out there that you as listeners want to hear.
0: Yep. Well... That has been it for episode 13. We hope to see you in victory lane.